Another week, another technical difficulty. Uh, I forgot to put myself on the show, which in this particular case would have been a catastrophe. There are some shows you could argue will be better without young Joseph James Hole, but this one I think is fair to say is not one of those, as soon as I'm the only one here. Nonetheless, I'm here to talk about All Elite Wrestling's Wednesday night television show known as Dynamite. I'm fresh off a fabulous podcast for Wrestle Purist, which was a, a really fun time. Um, it was myself, Monty and Manny, and we, we just kind of just talked shop there for a couple of hours. We got to talk about developmental, we did the video game, we did all sorts of stuff. It was very fun. Please share Wrestle Purist. But you guys know the deal. Every Wednesday we do a Dynamite preview show, right? That's the, you know, that's the deal. Um, sometimes it's a 6.05 Brit time. Sometimes it's a 6.05 Eastern time. Sometimes apparently it's a 5.30 Eastern time. I don't know. That's what we're doing today. We're going to be uh, here for about an hour. Then I will review Dynamite tomorrow sometime pretty early, I think it's going to be. But obviously you can catch it on demand. All that good stuff. All right. <clears throat> Let's do some Dynamite talk. Folks, a couple of housekeeping notes. If you would like to have your question prioritized in this Q&A format, um, you don't really need to, but like pop if you want to. Uh, you can send a super grin at streamlabs.com slash late night grin. So we'll keep the lights on around here. As I say, this one just flickered. Um, but, you know, that's always appreciated. If you do not want to, then you don't. Have, I mean, you know, I'll probably answer your questions when it's just Q&A format. I'd be fucked if I was just relying on those, really. I have to answer the questions. So if you want to, streamlabs.com slash late night grin. But let's talk. Dynamite. Okay. I like to leave with this firstly. Um, big pop. That rules. Uh, I agree. Fred Prince. We talked about him on the WrestlePurious thing, but I am expecting a callback at some point. Sure, will rule. Okay. Here's what I would like to do. I like to lead with this every week, and then we can do questions and such. All right. Which match segment thing that is advertised right now, are you most looking forward to tonight on Dynamite? Chat, drop your answer in there. For me personally, um, for me personally, it's the obvious answer of Ray Phoenix, Dante Martin, but I do think there's some interesting wrinkles to this show, so I'm intrigued what the chat has in response. We have... Um, Okay, we have a few different answers here. We have some some Julia talk. We have the woman's title. We have Wardlow's latest chapter. We, yeah, this is interesting. It seems like the jet the answer to come up most is um, is Phoenix and Dante. I like this answer. Bob and Jeff for chaos reasons. It's fair. I do not know if Hangman is there tonight. Damon Green. Good question. I do not know. Um, okay, that's interesting. I want to quick scrub because there was a couple questions. Um, would you sign Wyndham and Cross? Absolutely not. But I'm willing to let Freddie have some things that he's, you know, personal pet projects. is his money. If he wants Cross, I'll let, you know, God bless him. I'll try and figure it out. Um, how do we get to Eddie Kingston versus the pain maker? I don't think we do, but that would be very funny. 
a few. I'm intrigued what they do with that tonight. There was no answers of Jericho Santana, but that feels like a match that's a big deal in there, like the way they tell their stories and with that story, what that's been. I'm not saying I'm like sitting here pumped for it, but I think it's a pretty cool scenario, a good match. And uh, I'm intrigued if we get any advancement of that tonight. You know, I said it on Twitter, but I do think Jericho versus Santana could have an angle tied to it. I'm not certain of it, but I could definitely see Santana and Ortiz, um, you know, having like their own backup tonight that maybe sets up something with Eddie. I think that'd be interesting. Brucey Beat says, watch Jericho screw Eddie at Capital Collision. I doubt it, but pop, fair. Um, Neil says, it's hard to know what will main event. I agree. The consensus seems to be, um, seems to be that Deonna and Mercedes are going to main event. I think there is some statistic evidence in the sense that there seems to be a growing belief that just because of competition right now, the uh, the last half hour of the show is going to struggle regardless. So it's a chance to give the title match the kind of stature you want without having to like sweat the ratings because they're going to struggle anyway. Um, I worry about it a little bit from a crowd perspective. The honor obviously is brand new to AEW TV. I think the crowd will react to her because she has a reputation. Mercedes has not got a lot of TV exposure. So that worries me a little bit from a crowd perspective. But it's a title match, so I can't, you know, I can't really disagree with the decision. Um, you know, it would be interesting. Probably start with Dante and Phoenix. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I would say you start with that. But I could also see them wanting to do bigger names, like you start with Danielson or saying. In terms of action, that's definitely the right answer, Neil. But I'm not they may want to go more star power heavy. They may start with Judas, you know, that it'll be interesting. Um, Judas, the theme, of course, not uh, the mid-2000s TNA heel. Um, thoughts on federation as a thing people just say rules, right? Yes, it does, Adam Cole. Very much so. Everything Fred Prince rules. Um, I think Jericho Santana mains, big messy angle to finish. That's the thing, right? If they have that angle attached to it, then I think it makes sense as a main event. It's a story that in some form or fashion has existed on the TV show since the start of the promotion because the inner circle has been a thing throughout the whole run of Dynamite. Um, or, you know, was a thing, I should say. Santana is a guy who, you know, he's a, you'd say he's standalone as a, a, a mid-card, upper mid-card guy, and I think the audience likes him. Jericho's a big star. So, um, I mean, it's a bad call. I do think that needs the angle tied with it to really pop in that spot. Um, I mean, a good example would be Jericho and Garcia wrestled um, Silver and Reynolds in the main event. And, um, you know, that's the that's a good example of kind of how they see Jericho internally. Now, granted, I on that I vividly remember on that review show being, I don't know if they should have made it, but it kind of captures where they see... Um, where they see Jericho, and you know, he's a huge deal for them, so he could definitely main event. Okay, I'm looking elsewhere. Deonna should main event, she's a star, plus, you want to make the ROH important. The ROH, okay, Bret Hart. Um, it should main event. I don't disagree, I just think you know, I, I personally don't know if it's actually the best spot for them from a crowd perspective. That's my thing. Deonna is a, a worker that I have been very, very um, positive about. I think she's excellent. I really, really do. Um, however, I do have concerns about her stylistically going out there and working a cold crowd. 
It may not be cold. I hope it isn't. I have no concerns about her talent level. I have concerns about just the style following so much, so many pops and, you know, Wardlow and Phoenix and all this stuff. I just think it could be a struggle and I would rather the match be maximised than just put to the main event just because. That's just me. It could go in the main event and work perfectly. I think that's the ideal outcome here, that they main event and it fits perfect and they have a great match. I know they can have a good match. I see them do it on Impact four months ago. So I have no no concerns about the talent. I just don't know if it has the buzz necessary to keep them, unfortunately. But we'll see. Um, Joe, what is your opinion on City bottling this game? Fucking owned. That's what they do, man. Champions League, they choke in Champions League. You get what you get, I suppose. Um, I hope this ended and I didn't just say that before I like, score or something. That'd be terrible. Okay, let me tweet this. Okay. I'm, I'm tweeting a link here. Talking Fleet. Fleet. Remember the Fleet 50 we talked about last night? Pom. Neil says, I don't think the women's match has enough interest from the casual fans' main event. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the, the debate. I don't mean it's a big deal if it does. I just, you know. Um, and Helico, factual. Absolutely. It's only benefit. It's only befitting that for eight weeks the revolutionary forces pulls an entertainment main events tonight. There you go. Maybe, maybe indeed it is it is that's fair. It is very much befitting. Um, Nate says they have been hyping Diana and Mercedes. Uh, so you would think that means main event by that. On the graphic, they're positioned as the main event, and they did a video on Rampage. I want to stress again that like if they main event, it'll be fine. Hopefully, the crowd gets into it. I just. I could see it in one of those deals where they actually, the match would be better in front of a hot crowd. That's all. Not a big deal. Um, AEW fans should be educated on Diona. They're smart enough. They're definitely going to pop for her because she has that reputation and she's got like this. Um, she kind of has that thing like where everyone talks about her as being one of the premier women wrestlers, which I personally believe is the truth. A lot of people don't. I do. Um, but there's a difference between that and like genuine investment. So, like, for example, you know how Minoru Suzuki, I know it's a hilarious comparison, but I did it on Purist, I'm doing it again here. You know how Minoru Suzuki gets reaction of, like, people are just, they're aware? A lot of people react to Minoru Suzuki, they don't actually see him wrestle much, they're just aware. Well, in a very, very different way, Diana Perazzo kind of has that now, because she has that that buzz, right? People talk about how she's a great success story leaving. The difference is, you know, Suzuki didn't wrestle someone that was, like, one and three or two and two or whatever in AEW. So it's different. You haven't got the investment in the counterpart to play off here. You just have Diona and Mercedes, who we all love. Mercedes is great, great, great pro. But she's not had great television exposure thus far. So that's where I'm at on it personally. I completely agree with this. I love watching Diona wrestle. So I hope all of this, um, you know, I hope, you're, I hope you guys understand where I'm, I'm coming from here. We do two hours on the Blackpool Combat Club Road 2 segment. Maybe the greatest wrestling concert ever. I know everyone gets mad when you say it should be on TV, but like, bro, that was too good to not get like a clip on, right? That was so good. And like Regal has, he talks on commentary, but he hasn't been able to do like full on promos, but a bit after the first week, really. I guess, no, that's not fair. He did a cold backstage, but this was different because this was like a vignette, a pre-tape, you know? It's fucking awesome. Great, great segment. Remember Fleet Week? I do. Oh, Matty Guns, man. He he didn't he didn't like that bridge from 
you know, like actual work to dynamite, and I completely understand it. It was a good idea in theory, but I completely understand wanting to have like two hours before you go from, you know, shoot grimace to light the fuse and all that stuff. But without without Fleet Week, there's no late night grin. That's the best way I think. But um, before he texts me, then I thought about to get buried. Neil says someone said Dark was good. I agree. I like how the talent interacts with the smaller crowd at the studio. Gives it a different perspective. I do too. I actually wish they'd do more of it, honestly. I wish they'd do more promo stuff where the talent can really interact with the crowd and not worry about, if I mess up, it's taped. If I mess up, there's 20 people here. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever it may be. Um, I'm actually big on the studio as a benefit to the promotion. I don't think they've really explored it yet, format-wise. Um, but that's just me. We have a super grin from our guy, Rogue Prime. Great, great brother. He says... How will Scott Demore slash Impact feel when Wardlow squashes one of their top guys, their top guys in Big Cass Pop? Um, honestly, I think I don't think it'll actually bother them much, but I think the hardcore Impact fans will be very mad, and it will make Twitter either hilarious or unbearable, depending on your perspective. But um, it's an interesting question. I appreciate the super grim, brother. Wow. Anti-City chat. Is Bob here? I want my one pound back instantly. Owned. I actually don't mind Man City. It's just like, you got to, you know, you get what you get, right? When you have that good of a squad, you win all the things you guys win. When we get a chance, when when us mere football fans get a chance to kick the shit out of you, we have to take it. It is what it is. Take it as a, a show of respect, I promise. Um, Peter says they are the only time. Actually, you're right, they are. The thing is, the Ring of Honor titles are such a grey area, right? It's weird. Like, Ring of Honor world title was like the middle match on Battle of the Belts, which is where they had the FTW title before. The Ring of Honor belts are weird. So it makes it less immediately obvious they should main event to me. Um, and again, maybe they should main event. I'm just saying. Dante versus Ray is definitely going in the middle. There you go. Scoop from Brucey Beats. A scoop. Um... Can't help but love the sports entertainment silliness. Absolutely howled when Jericho awarded himself the sports entertainment. Wasn't that fabulous? I think he's killing it, man. And you know the other thing, too? And I've been pretty... As soon as I saw it, I thought it made sense. This was definitely the right thing for Garcia. 100%. And you was 100% the best choice for the the Blackpool Combat Club because he has, like, this. he's kind of sympathetic and um, there's an innocence to Wheeler Uter as a babyface that... Makes him a really good fit, I think. He's kind of a clean slate as a character. Garcia, I actually think it would have done not more harm than good, but I don't know if it would have challenged him in the way this is challenging him. Doing him ring promos and just last week, I thought he was really good as a, as a personality on the show. Would you say he was struggling with? I think he was really struggling to connect and get over. So I, I think the, the Jericho stuff is really. Um, yeah, it's really rocking right now. I, I like it a lot. I'm ready for the next step of the Eddie feud, but we did just do a fireball, so I'll let it play out. Um, okay. JJ is lashing out. He says, AEW, who are not invested, but know the Dionna. But know the Dionna. Sorry, my bad. That was me reading. <laughs> but know Dionna. I just did a Bret Hart. Um, but know who Dionna is, a bootlicker, and should be fine. People do that shit, man. That's the way we work as wrestling fans, you know. Like, as Chop says, Impact would be a different place for as many people who talk about Dion actually watch their program. He's right. 
It's just the way it is. Um, Mercedes will do something very safe that looks incredibly dangerous, and the crowd will love it. God bless. Sounds like resident to me, brother. The Mad Dog stuff says, with television ratings being thrown out for the next while because of NBA playoffs, AEW should take more risks and see what sticks. I like it. I like the mentality. I'll be intrigued as to what um, as to as to what risks you think would be a good idea. Not because I think you're wrong. I'm just intrigued what your ideas. I feel free to leave them in the, in the thing because I'm interested in what they'll be. But yeah, I, I think it's you know there be something to be said for it. Like the two mad, the two women's matches on Rampage is, is a is a good you know kind of um, gesture in that regard. And it's like that Rampage is not going to be you know that's not what you try to maximize from a viewership perspective. So. Doing two real women's matches is, is you know, it's a good opportunity to do that without having to fucking do your minute-by-minute craft shit that they, <laughs> they worry about. So I agree. So there you go. Maybe that's a good good reason to do the honour in the main event. Um, they don't need to do the Blackpool Combat Club match. They've done one last three weeks. Just show that whole video. I'm in the middle on that. I think in some ways the video will get them more over at this point which they don't need to be more of, but like, I agree with your sentiment. However, the live crowd definitely wants to see them wrestle. That's, that's where the vignette stuff is. That There's always a debate about the live crowd element. I personally think vignettes and pre-tapes are a big part of wrestling, but my ideal wrestling probably wouldn't be live, so what the fuck do I know, right? It's difficult. Nate says, I'm not the biggest Jericho fan. I hated the sports entertainment stuff at first, sports entertainment stuff at first, but he's quickly becoming um, my favorite character of his in a while. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really – I know people get mad about it because it's such a cliche. He reinvents himself. And people get, I get why people get mad, but, like, he kind of does, man. I mean, <laughs> dude, he kind of does that, right? He's he's prolific in that regard. Like, whenever you think he's done, he fucking rolls it back again. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's really good. Jason said, I've got that Regal Wetpool Combat Club promo bookmark so I can watch it wherever I, get, wherever I need to get fired up or how. I love, love, love the Blackpool Combat Club stuff. Me too. But Dor Regal, the only other good Brit, um, other than Joe. My God, appreciate it. Rarefied air there, brother. Um, but I have a niggle. That's not the best use of Mox or Brian in or out of the ring. I think that is a really interesting talking point. Let's explore it for a minute. I think to, for it to be a, a truly strong usage of those two, Ready, folks? Ready for me to hit my soundboard here? It needs to become the big angle. And what I mean by that is they need to be the anchors, the centerpieces of the show as an act, rather than what they are now. Now, here's the thing. That isn't a criticism because they're early days, right? So you can do this thing where they're just beating guys and you're getting ready for whatever their, whatever their big feud's going to be, whether they're feuding with the Undisputed Elite, who are kind of taking full shape, whether they're feuding with whoever. Um, the Jericho appreciations, wherever it may be. Heels, baby faces, who gets? The key is when it gets really rolling, whatever that looks like, whether it means CM Punk is in the middle of it, I don't know. You know, whatever that looks like, it needs to be major. I think how much they're on TV tells you that they like want that to be the end game. But while we wait, I do understand the thing about like neither guy is really having these big singles epics. Um Danielson is certainly being used differently to the way he was used the first three months. I think right now it's good TV, but this is safe to track and I like it as a talking point. 
the the element of Mox and Danielson's usage in the faction is a very interesting talking point. Um, JJ has fired back. He said, I wouldn't call Morrissey a top impact guy. How many styles is Bob Fish and Jeff getting? And why, and why is it four and a quarter? We actually had a game uh, over at Risk of Prius. Well, I, it was me, really. I just threw a game out there to pop myself. Um, I asked over under six on Cage Ranch. I think it comes in just under. But Monty and Manny both had it over a seven, which God bless them. We'll see. Will be even funnier when Morrissey signs with the fleet to be Tony Nese's heater. I actually just pitched him and Archer as a big heel team, and I popped myself pretty big. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. I see some Man City slander, which pop. I'm a little bit behind, guys. So if I'm late on your chat, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just way behind. Um, Garcia gets to be the PW champ while working on his charisma. He gets the best of both worlds. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of those contracts working the way they do. Uh, more to about Garcia. The only thing about this Kingston-Jericho feud is PMP are still stuck in the Jericho program. Yes. Yes, you're not wrong. That's something that I think may be an interesting story this year, Santana and Ortiz and where they go and what they do. And, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a story. I, I don't know. I've, I've, you know. I've kind of mentioned this a few times. But I don't actually know anything. And someone told me Santana tweeted, like, a, the date, which I think I brought up, right? Someone told me that so... We'll see. Their usage is a really interesting topic because they're clearly featured and they're in programs and in angles, but like they don't feel like a tag team that's like got the hot hand and it's wrestling tag matches all the time. Like it's, it's a weird spot they're in, so I agree with you. Um, okay. Um, uh, Cody says, Joe, are you and Bobby going to be a two-man booth for Fred Prince Promotions? Or can we expect a third person? Um, I think Moro probably is going to be kind of leading the, the team on that one. Um, you know, I could I could be wrong. That's just what I've heard. Bob's a big fan, obviously. So we'll see. People tune out of vignettes in large numbers. That's why AEW doesn't do many. Absolutely, that is. Um, I think sometimes there are times to make a sacrifice. Blackpool Combat Club, honestly, as much as I loved it, isn't probably the best example because they're already over. When you try to get a character over, I think it's worth making that sacrifice. But again, they aren't a good example, so maybe. There you go. Um, okay. Whilst Mox and Brian haven't got a main event program, it's probably still the best use for them right now. It may well be. I think, um, and to the same point, it's good in that it occupies Mox and Brian away from title pictures. If anything, I'd put them in the tag picture to build that back up. I like that idea too. I also think if you're not going to do that, Brian as TNT champ would be fucking awesome in the midst of this. Um, like, I think it would be really cool if you was the pure champ, Mo um, Brian was the TNT champ, and then the angle is like Mox is in pursuit of the one that, you know, he got robbed from him. Let's be honest. What is it? Fifth, 16 months ago now? Longer than that? Um, there's a lot of different stuff you can do with it. I think the real key to watch for with this is like what they do at the pay-per-view. Because I think we all agree, you know, Mox and Brian should be central on any and every pay-per-view they do. Um, let's see what program they have. We're going to find out pretty soon, I'd imagine, so it'll be interesting. Road Prime has generously sent us another super grin. He says, by a somewhat stubbornly waiting for Kenny Omega to come back before they do the trios titles, is Tony basically wrestling, wasting sorry, all of the factions? 
um, JS, Kingston St. Channel Ortiz, Blackpool Combat Club, Best Friends, etc. I saw some discourse about this, about the, uh, you know, the, the kind of extended patience in terms of this trio's title. I certainly think there is an argument that some of these acts would be better off if those belts already existed. Um, but I think you could equally push back on that by saying, wait until it means the most. And it probably means the most with Kenny and the Bucks starting that thing off. As a fan who's wanted those belts for a long, long time, I kind of have my frustrations with that because I'm like kind of with your point of I'd like to see it get, get the ball rolling on it. But in terms of establishing the belts as a real thing and a kind of cool addition to the promotion, starting with Kenny and the Bucks at the very least in the final of such a tournament would be would be pretty um, would be pretty beneficial. So. I see, I see both sides of that one, much like Bob does with many social matters. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Very good question. I appreciate the super chat. Seriously, all the super grins. Again, folks, if you'd like to send one, streamlabs.com slash late night grin. We appreciate it. All the support last month. You guys came out crazy for that. Um, so we appreciate you. They feud with, I believe it's about Blackpool Combat Club. Um, they feud with Joe Gresham and Moriarty then come together under Punk to run the promotion. Eddie becomes the soul of the promotion to fight back. That's some whole but fantasy booking right there, brother. I'd love to see it. Um, with Utah in the best of Super Juniors, during Double or Nothing, Mox and Brian should face Jurassic Express at Double or Nothing. And if it's me, I would shockingly crush Jurassic Express at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I... Um, I think if you do the match, you kind of have to have them just kick the shit out of them, honestly. My concern with that match would be like Mox and Brian work as the de facto heels and get heat on Jungle Boy, but the like the live crowd just decides they want Mox and Brian to win the tag, tag titles. It could equally go the other way where they get more into Luchasaurus because he stands out as such a contrast to the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know. It's a match I would probably, personally, I would probably avoid. The more that I fought that in the recent weeks, I'm not sure about it, but, you know. I think it could work. Tag type, them as tag champs would be awesome. I think we all agree on that. Um, any chance Blood and Guts doesn't happen, what be, would be your dream five on five for it? Um... I think we're definitely going to get Blood and Guts. I'm less confident it's actually this feud, the one that we kind of penciled in before, because it seems like they're doing it later this year. I mean, they've already gone past the, the mark on that. Uh, my dream, five on five. Um, hmm. Let's take the back, the Blackpool Combat Club and let's, let's, do, let's kind of go down the route that a good brother just laid out there a second ago. Let's take the Blackpool Combat Club and let's throw in... Um, Let's throw in Claudio, and let's throw in Joe. All right? That gives us five, okay? The idea would be that Joe, you know, kind of turns or whatever it may be. I'm seeing a vision where, in fact, I want Punk involved in this. Hmm. Blackpool Combat Club is so difficult because, like, Brian is, like, kind of a heel. But they kind of feel like a babyface act. Maybe maybe you just do maybe you just bleed the king program into the uh 
the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, we kind of talked about this before. Oracle, like, I vividly remember us fleshing out a little bit. With you or in Japan, what if you do the thing for Double Nothing where that's blood and guts? And Eddie goes to to Mox. And, you know, you, you kind of, you, you do that whole drama play of, of um, you know, Brian doesn't like Eddie, but he wants to fight alongside Mox because they, they've spilt blood together. Regal and his history of saying war games very funny, which would be a bit in itself. Regal warning Brian, Brian that he's the perfect wrestler. He doesn't need to risk his career for this, you know, this Eddie Kingston's, you know, personal grudge with Chris Jericho. I think that would be a really interesting thing. Mox is kind of the middleman, just trying to fight. So that's one that's on the table. It's not a great answer, and I apologize, but I'm still intrigued by that kind of exploring that middle, that kind of Eddie and Santana Ortiz with Moxley now with the Blackpool combat. That intrigues me. I think this is helping proud and powerful. They need to build up as characters before going into the title chase. I don't disagree. I think there's certainly strength to, um, you know, their their place on TV right now. I do. I I think they've done some really good stuff, and I think it's established, it's kind of fleshed their personalities out more. I'm ready for them to be in that title chase you mentioned, but there's a lot worse spots to be in than the one they're in right now. If you were to have a guy go in and win the Owen, not really in it, to instantly make them a star, who would it be? Um, if you want to make someone like Lee Moriarty, who's a guy who, you know, I, I just, I think the upside there is is staggering, honestly. So Lee Moriarty would be the guy. I don't think this is the year for him to win it, but to answer your question, that's that's, that's probably the, the name that comes to mind. Um, okay. Would Kenny and the Bucks be bigger first champs than Blackpool Combat Club, though? Not necessarily, but they are a much more like – how do I put this? Because I, I love the Blackpool Combat Club. They're a more dynamic trio. Like, their matches as a trio are kind of famed, you know. Blackpool Combat Club is more like three awesome wrestlers working as a team under the tutelage of Regal. They're just different, that's all. More sequence-heavy matches and stuff, which is probably the style they want those belts to have. So, you know, that's, that's just my personal read on it. Um, Remember, we got double or nothing, then four weeks later, Forbidden Door. Um, those four weeks of TV could be interesting. Sure could. Very much so. Okay. Nate says, I have wanted the trios belt since the beginning, but now there are so many trios, I don't know how who I want to get the belts first. Yeah, because like House of Black makes sense, but then you could equally say, they don't need the fucking dumb trios belts, right? They're the House of Black. Death Triangle will be perfect chance. Santana and Ortiz and King. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, get crazy and throw Rod Strong to the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh my god! The only problem with that is they would he couldn't wrestle Danielson. Then you know it's a big problem for me, John. But I like it nonetheless. Don't have an at says Team Taz should probably win the tag belts. The smart direction for those titles going forward is either proud and powerful getting them, or FTR having all the belts they. Need to be on heels soon. I agree. I actually think it's time to. Um, team Taz, as the as the tag team champions, makes a lot of sense to me personally because I fucking love them. I think it makes some sense on the TV show. My general read on it, the more I've thought about it, is it will simply be their equivalent of Swerve's match with Derby. 
it'll be a big match that Keith and Swerve cost them in, which is a bummer because I I really want Ricky to be able to have both those belts. I think he could really do some good TV just for that visual. Um, yeah. I think I'd like to see him win them, but I'm increasingly doubtful they will, unfortunately. But I agree with you about, you know, you need a heel to get on the next the next natural direction. Okay. Um, I see Blackpool Combat Club as a face act, even though I don't always act. I think you're right to, to see them that way. You would be in there, Young Lion, the way Regal acts on comms. Like, yeah, I think that's the right answer. It depends on when they have this... Blood and guts this year. If it's later in the year, I think the elite and undisputed will blood and guts. Yeah, probably. That's if that's probably what they're waiting for. To be honest, mate, I'd assume. Honestly, it would have made sense to have already kind of got the wheels moving, the wheels in motion on that in terms of uh, King and Jericho and Co. Uh, we have a super grin. Shout out to Leland. He says, "Greetings, Joe. With the Christian heel turn imminent, how would you handle the Jungle Boy feud?" Would you break Jungle Boy out as a singles, involve a title, etc.? I feel this should be a big thing, but I worry it will get lost in the shuffle. Really good question. I appreciate it, Super Greenland, but that's a very, very good question. Um, and I kind of share your concern. My personal thing with this feud, and this is kind of like a broad thing, it's not great, uh, like specific, but a big thing for me is I do not want this to be, you know, wrestling other people, pre-tape, 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 one match. To me, the way to do this is, I think this is the kind of pairing that you can do free for, dare I say, five matches across a three-month stretch. This is just me. I understand people hate rematches because certain places do them too much. The way that Christian wrestles is not the kind of style that you explore everything in one match. And if you give him and Jungle Boy five outings, let's just say, and they go 12 each time, I genuinely think Jungle Boy will get better from one match to the next. I truly believe that. So I think what I would actually do, and this is kind of like, I don't think this is the consensus, this is what I would personally do. I would get Christian as a character in a place where he's unsure of himself, okay? And rather than doing the big dramatic turn, which you could do and it could work, this is just me fantasy booking on the fly here. This question just came up, I'm thinking about it. I'll get Christian in a place where he's unsure of himself and then he challenges Jungle Boy in a sort of, you know, a sparring session of sorts. Now, by sparring session, I don't mean like anything beyond a normal match, but that's just the way you'd frame it. It'd be a babyface match. And you do a finish in which Christian cheats but has a certain degree of like, it was a mistake. It was an accident. Maybe he lost his temper. Maybe something happened with the referee. I don't know. You do something kind of creative in the first match. And then what you can do is you can up the intensity and do the turn in the middle. Because if you do a big turn, like if he hits Jungle Boy over the head with a chair or he busts him open or whatever, they're kind of cornered in terms of the match they're going to work, right? You have to go straight to the heated bloodbath, the brawl, which is great, but as a – you know, as a fan, and honestly, just trying to think objectively, I want to be able to explore that matchup a lot more than just them doing a big stipulation match at the pay-per-view. Does that make sense? So I would try and come up with a creative way to do it. I think there's actually a lot of opening to do that. Christian lost, obviously, to um, to Cole, and they did the vignette, the, the pretext story where he was really mad, he threw the water ball. I would explore that some, personally. That's just a couple of things that came to mind when we were talking about it. Then 
I hadn't really thought that through before that. I hope that was a good answer. Uh, thanks to Supergrim. But the big thing is I don't want it to be a one and done. I hope that made sense. Okay. Um, I still feel like Lee is the highest scene of him, Uter, and Garcia. Me too. I do too. I think Lee has the he has the charisma of a potential top guy, which I'm still waiting for fully from the other two. They're so young, I don't worry about it. I'm not concerned about it, but I do think it's more powerful of Lee. Um, Uter is obviously in a hell of a position right now because they've really got him over, which is awesome. But if all things are equal, i still got Lee too. Lee Moriarty going the distance, but losing to Derby in the final of the Owen Cup would rule so much, wouldn't it? I don't think this is the year based on the, the lineup so stacked, but I do think um, I do think it would rule. I agree with you completely. Blackpool Combat Club is more serious than the Elite, and that's what makes them the perfect feud. Yeah, it'd be a really natural matchup. I agree. Some Rod Strong talk. Rod Strong, he's happy to bleed, bro. Let's do it. Let's book it. Let's get it going. Okay. I think we get Starks and Hobbs versus Lee and Swerve at double or nothing in like a street fight. I tend to agree. Love Ricky and Hobbs, but I don't think it's time. I feel like the belts have cooled off so much. You need a real established top team to heat them up. Or a dangerous feeling heel team. Um, House of Black, Freeburn. That's a very fair argument. I think it all depends on how that tag title round was booked, right? I agree with your point. I think you could pull it off with Ricky and Hobbs. The man, I want them on the show anyway. But I do think there's truth to that. Um, and FTR makes a lot of sense. But then it is that thing of FTR's working a babyface team. I don't know. There's a lot of moving pieces of the tags. I'm not happy about where the belts are. I have to be honest. It kind of bums me out. Um, okay. What we got here? One more match. Fives pop. There you go. Okay. Well, hear me out. He cheats as a teaching moment, and they and then try both both turn heel on the Dino Pop. The uh, I don't know what I would do. That's the one thing about like what I was kind of framing there. Is like I, Jungle Boy is a guy I want to push as a singles. I do worry about what you do with Luchasaurus in that world. It's not even me like being a, like trying to knock the guy, but like what you do with that Jungle Boy, I don't know. I wouldn't split the team up necessarily, but I'm certainly. When this rain's done, I feel like you've got to look towards him being the singles, right? I feel like you have to. So, all right. I'm catching up here. Here's a weird one. How about Luchasaurus sides of Christian in a kind of bodyguard role? I think that's a good one. I think that's the kind of thing you need to come up with for to keep Luchasaurus in the ball game. I think it's fine to try and explore that role. The problem is, you know, kids love Luchasaurus, and I'd like to think you make a lot of merchandise money with him. So I'm sure that stuff comes into it and you have to kind of consider that stuff. But in terms of um, just, you know, an idea to use Luchasaurus, that is fun. Absolutely. If Statlander can lose the alien gimmick, maybe Luchasaurus can lose the dino gimmick. I don't know if that's a one-to-one -one comparison, Neil, but I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> they're slightly different in terms of their skill set and ceiling and such, but I get you. Yeah, it could happen. Good point. All right. So let's do 
wanted to do some predictions, but I don't want to jump the gun because we've still got some time here. If I missed your question, feel free to read because I was going pretty quick there at the end. But um, I want to pull up the put heel Luchasaurus in a suit and have him be Christian's lawyer. But he's still Luchasaurus. There's the mask. God bless. I don't even know that's what you meant, but I'm going to just assume it is. Joe says, Big Cass is going to be Christian's here. Now, Joe is, I'm not saying Joe is Tony Khan, but there has been evidence. I, unless I'm mistaken, Joe once said that CM Punk versus MJF were going at like 9.15 Eastern time. And I like was like, well, that's too long. <laughs> it was exactly right. <laughs> Specifically correct. So that could be the case. Big Cass may have a gig there. Um, My God, there's a Nyla Luchasaurus faction. The ideas for Luchasaurus here, folks, very, very impressive. It'll be an interesting one to follow. You know, like, honestly, I wouldn't split the team. I'd just use it as, like, one of Jungle Boy's kind of one of the tools there that you can do when you're booking him. You can do the tag with Luchasaurus. I just, it's obviously going to be different. All right. Let's do predictions. And then we'll circle back and do some final questions for the last 10 here. Because I like to do the prediction now because that was that one time where I fucking owned everyone. Remember the the uh, Kyle O'Reilly situation? Everyone got really dunked on. Even though it was actually 10-9. Whatever. All right. I'm going to name the matchup. Chat. You can put the name of who you think is going to win. You can elaborate if you would like to explain the reasoning for such a thing. Or you can just put the name. Let's start with the match that's got most people's attention. Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix, the Owen Hart qualifier, who have you got, chat? Um, while you do that, I will give my own answer on these. Feels like Phoenix. I've said elsewhere um, that I kind of feel we're gonna. I, I know it sounds like I'm doing a bit, but I actually mean it's time. I kind of think Bud may be the last guy in this tournament. You do him and Ray in the in the uh, in the opening round because I think you need something House of Black here, and I don't think Phoenix is losing. So. That comes to mind. Like, as Bill's Mathis says, I don't think um, he'll do shenanigans the own. But then again, he did do some Ricky Stark shenanigans. Chop says he's got Dante due to House of Black. Road Prime says the same. This is interesting. I don't. I think Phoenix will get the win because it's his first one back. But I do think there's a chance you get House of Black. My personal read, though, is they'll do the Bud Map thing as your House of Black advance, and then we'll get back on track eventually. Um, but it will be interesting to see. Obviously, House of Black is catered for tonight. They've got the electric segment with young Julia Hart. So we shall see. All right. Chris Jericho versus Santana. Um, quickly to answer this, Leon says, are there any open spots? So after tonight, there's one spot. Lynn. So you, that match will probably be on Rampage because they need to get the tournament set up for next week, unless he's a mystery man. Maybe a Kenny Omega, if you say. Um, okay. Chris Jericho versus Santana. Give me your pick. Um, I think the winner of this is pretty easy. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued if you guys agree. I've seen the first couple of answers come in here. I think they'll protect Santana, but I think Jericho is winning. I think the big X factor here is if we get an angle afterwards. Um, Jericho did get pinned by Santana in the tag match. 
So I think, you know, it's a fair kind of you circle back round and you give him the singles win in a match that protects and ideally elevates um, Santana along the way. Feels like one for Jericho win to me. I'm just intrigued if we get a post-match. I really am. Seems like the consensus is Jericho. With some more people specified with some help. Um, will there be a debut tonight? If so, who? Not including the artist formerly known as Big Cass. Well, yes, excluding him and Diona, um, probably not. But if it is, it's going to be after this match, I think, Josh. To be honest. That's my that's my guess. But I wouldn't expect anything beyond those two occurrences. Okay. Yeah, it seems like Jericho is the is the general answer. All right, we just talked about it a little bit, or I just mentioned it, I should say. Diona Prazo, Mercedes Martinez, the Ring of Honor. Woman's title on the line. We have the interim champ. We have the actual champ. Um, many moving pieces. There is Impact Wrestling who are not tweeting about it. There's a lot going on. Um, I didn't see any chatter about Kenny, but I could be wrong. Um, Diona and Mercedes, who we got, guys? This one I've actually seen some genuine debate about, so I'm intrigued what comes out as the consensus. Wow. Immediate Diona talk here in the chat. This is pop me. Kind of feels like Diona's going to win this uh, informal poll that we're doing here. I think. I wow. I just kind of think Mercedes is winning. I kind of. Someone said asked it in the chat the other night, and I was like, "Well, maybe," but I. There's a lot of Diona talk. I'm taking Mercedes. Um. I think that the promotion and placement of the match is like a good gesture in terms of you're not signed here, but we're treating you as a big deal. But I think Mercedes is the signed talent probably gets it. Um, and the match will be really good. As I said, they had a really strong match and impact not that long ago before Mercedes came in or even after I think actually aired. So obviously this is not, this is very few matches up. This especially is not a case of which talent are you hire on, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. I think the impact situation um, means that Mercedes is winning. I think the placement and presentation of Diana um, will be, you know, very uh, complimentary, to say the least. Speaking of such, Mad King says, Joe, do you think Diana ends up in AEW at some point? I do. I think she, by the end of the year, I would assume she's a, she's an AEW talent. Um, if you go back and read her interview when she first went to Impact, she kind of framed it as like, I want to get myself to a certain point here and then look elsewhere. Uh, she may have even been specific and named AEW. That's a really kind of something that I think impact. There's no shame in filling that role. That's necessary, but she's really built her rep up and she's got the aura of a top woman star now. And that wasn't the case when she left WWE because her usage was so minimal. So I think that's been the plan for a while, honestly, but We'll see. It'll be interesting, right? I, like she's done a great job of building her value up. So, yeah, my, my guess is she'll be in AEW, um, but it'll be interesting. Okay, I'm seeing what I missed there. I just want to say big from House of Black. Yeah, hopefully the Julia segment's good, Bacon. Hopefully. What's Diana's contract situation? I believe it's up this fall. I want to say November, October, November, but I could be wrong. Is the Mercedes hater thing still a thing? Could that be a factor? I do not believe that is a thing anymore. I could be wrong. 
There you go. There you go. She said she wants to create a character for TV that works in AW. Like, she's done a really good job of... She, look, she's never going to be, like, the most dynamic personality, but she has genuinely done a good job of becoming a confident promo and someone that can be, as you said, a character that works on TV. So, yeah, I would assume that that process has kind of been completed and she's she's kind of looking forward. Um, all right. Up next, I don't think we need to do Blackpool Combat Club. I think that goes without saying. Um, even mentioning Bob Fish, Jeff Hardy froze me there. Bob Fish, Jeff Hardy is a hilarious match that I assume the winner is obvious of, but I, I always jump the gun on this. So I'll just ask Bob Fish, Jeff Hardy. Anyone got some? Anyone got some action on Bob Fish here? I'd imagine he's plus eight fifty. Local bookies. Any any grins for a Bob Fish win tonight? I'm intrigued. It feels like Jeff's winning so he can lose to Derby in the first round to me, which is fine. But I think I think everyone's gonna agree on this one. You never do know with those red dragon guys, you know? You never do know. Look at Leland coming in strong with a Bob Fish, all caps. JJ backing him up. Yeah, this feels like the play, right? First round Derby versus Jeff. Mm-hmm. That seems to work for me. Fish making all three undisputed in the Owen could be a thing, but I doubt it. They did, that was a good line in the promo because it had some sense of doubt. Bacon says maybe Jeff beats Derby. I personally think that would be a mistake. Personally. I think um, Derby should be in the, you know, he should really, he's honestly one of the main candidates to win the thing. I definitely think he should beat Jeff at this point in Jeff's career. I don't think you're wrong to say that, though, Bacon. There's a chance, but I I personally think Derby should win. I, th- I kind of think Derby should win the tournament, but I think him or Cole. Um, yeah, that match is going to be... Uh, Bob Fish and Jeff Hardy is like one of the weirdest matches Tony Khan's booked. Pops me hugely booked that match. Like, Jeff's at a point in his career where he needs, like, you know, certain style of guy, and him instead doing Bobby Fish, he's fucking awesome. Great stuff. Sam Joe versus Derby final rule. Yeah, I think that's definitely the guy who beats Joe, right? You give you could because Derby can work a match where he takes like he just bumps around, he makes Joe look like a monster, and then he kind of catches him with something. That feels like the play to me. Um okay. All right. Is this Bob Fish's first single since kicking out the GTS pop? Um, I think it's his first on TV. I think he had a couple. I want to say he had a couple on Dark, like squashes and stuff, but yeah. Weirder than Malachi Black headlining Dynamite Brooke Anderson. Yes. The headlining part is key. The headlining part's nuts, but at least that match was like in, like it kind of had some storyline explanation for it. Like the idea of picking Bob Fish to wrestle Jeff Hardy is fucking incredible. It honestly feels like performance art. I respect it. Owen says, you think they'll do Cole and Kyle? I do not. I think, um, I did see like Dave said they have plans, big plans for Kyle and the Owen. And I was like, sure, I guess. Um, my, honestly, I kind of think you might get Joe and Kyle. I said, I, so if you do the, the theory that Bud Matt is the last man, you do Phoenix and Bud. You probably do Dax and Cole. Joe and Kyle, and that leaves you with Darby and Jeff. 
Dax and Cole is very difficult because you, you're basically doing Sean Brett and having the Sean guy win, which is weird vibes. Um, but that's what kind of made sense to me in theory, at least. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I did that there just kind of thinking <laughs> it through, so that didn't make sense. Feel free to tell me, but I think that's where I'm going. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm with you, Bacon. I'd love for Dax to win it. I just don't – I. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it does. I just think he, with the tag team, he has such an easy kind of, he can fall back on. They're the top team, you know? But, um, whatever. We'll see. I'm excited to see Dax wrestle singles matches regardless. Okay. I think Kyle just being in the own is the big plan. Fair. Agreed. Respect it. Talking of performance art, imagine Skip managing. Imagine Skip managing Red Dragon. Oh my god. Him doing like the, the thing. Well he'd have to have his own thing because Kyle has his they do like different stances, right? They get like a shooter stance. Skip would have to like what if like imagine their entrance with the I'll give you the reason and all that good stuff. But then like in the middle of them doing their pose, you take like a close up of the um of the rampway, and then this happens. Could you imagine? Fucking incredible. Any chance all Dax goes all the way to the final? I look, there's definitely a chance. I just think when you're, um, they could do Dax versus Kyle too with the whole tease commentation. See, my thing was, I think I would do, if you do Dax versus Cole, you can use Red Dragon to give Cole the cheap win. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by I, there was something I had to uh, shit. There's definitely a chance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's de- <laughs> sometimes the too many things. So there was definitely a chance that Dex goes all the way, Hangman Tools, and I want him to. I just think when you're prioritizing, like, which guy needs this the most, right? You go, okay, well, Samoa Joe's got the Ring of Honor television thing. We could, he's fine. He's a legend. He, he doesn't need it. Dex Holwood, they got FTR, man. They're going to be the tag chance of every promotion before long. They'll be fine. To me, you come down to Cole and Darby, and it's like, one of these guys could do with this big win. And then you can debate that all day long, which one. But that's my personal read on it. But I think it would really win all the way. Who does Stephen A manage to counter? <laughs> Stephen A with Team Taz. Stephen A. Hmm. That's a really good question. It's very difficult because you need personalities that are strong enough that Stephen A just doesn't completely like just become the team. And they man like Team Taz is, is could do that. And you could also do an angle where like Taz he brings him into like, you know, their PR's bad. Everyone everyone boos Team Taz. We need we need a guy to help us. So that's Stephen A. Smith. You give him like a fake wrestling name. Imagine he just did wrestling under another name and never referenced it while doing first take and stuff. Sometimes turns up late on Thursdays, never explained. Pop. All right. I just thought FTR could join Eddie and Proud and Powerful as now pro wrestlers and left the Sports Entertainment world. That would be the Proud and Powerful FTR part. That would be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Nate says, I've picked Kyle to win the Owen from the start because there are a lot of interviews that he's done lately. They mentioned him being Canadian a bunch. That would be bold. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that would be bold. 
Very, very bold. I mean, the eventual winner will have some kind of connection to the Hearts or Canada or something like that. I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe. Dexter in the singles on double or nothing keeps a big money name off the paper as well as the hot tag team. No chance. That's, yeah, thanks for explaining my five-minute monologue in one sentence. Good job. That's exactly what I meant. Thank you. That's, that's much better. Rogue Prime says, Cole gets so much time he doesn't need to win. I would like to agree wholeheartedly. But I do think after losing two big title matches, losing Orange Cassidy, like, probably should throw him a bone. I think you all know I don't really care. I'm just, you know, trying to be fair, objective. That's just me. Um, Oracle. Oracle managed Brock Anderson in the most boring wrestling act of all time. And Joe would insist it's good. Terrible. Terrible. Very spiteful, Jack. Very, very, very spiteful. But I respect it. Okay. Darby really needs something. He's gone a bit stale. Owen maybe perhaps a heel turn in Stang at some point. Good Lord, would you imagine? Papa Sting turning the knife. I think I agree. I think yeah, it's the spot for him, honestly. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Stephen A with Hook. Oh, my God. Stokely with Stephen A. It's good shit. Where is this Hook Dan Hassan thing going? I think they're going to do the tag with Nice and Smart Mark. At some point, only next week, two weeks. Um, that would be my guess. They'll do that tag match and then they'll, you know, do some other kind of tag pro. I think they'll be a team for a while, honestly. I know people don't like it. I do. I genuinely like it. I think it's both smart booking and like kind of fun TV. So that's what I think. End game, I'm not fully sure, but that's where I think we're, we're headed next, you know, directly. Um, Stephen A managing the varsity blonde. Him doing the, yeah, this this dude can't can't see or do anything right about Pillman would be incredible. Yeah, I don't want Colt to win, but he's a good bet if they compensate him losing twice to Hangman. Exactly. Cool down at double enough. It's a very, Hookhausen is a very smart, like, pay-per-view buffer because the people love them, but you can contain the action in a way that would really, really work. Okay. Folks, this has been a pleasure. In fact, let's do... Uh, just do like five more minutes in case there's like a series. Like imagine, you know, you're at 59 minutes for solo stream. You're like, well, shit, I have one question. You know, I would like to extend time. You have five minutes to ask said question. It can be about AEW Dynamite. Preferably it is. That would make sense. This is the AEW Dynamite preview show. Or it could be about like MLW or some shit. I don't know. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to be here to an hour and five minutes. Then we're going to get out of here. We're going to give people a chance to watch this on demand. Then we're all going to go and watch AEW Dynamite. We're going to either say it's good or simply pretend it's good in fear of Twitter backlash, which is always very important. And then I'm going to review Dynamite tomorrow here on this free channel. I'm not doing it live after the show. I'm going to do it later so because timings. But um, so it'll probably be early tomorrow. Brits, you're in luck. I think it's going to be very, very early. But um Yes, we shall see. All right. I'm looking here. TK might book Omega versus Mira in a qualifier in the next five minutes. You never know, brother. It seems like tonight's card is set. I noticed he did the full graphic with all of the different matches, which is usually what he saves. But, um, yeah, there you go. 
If I find House of Black Angle main events, I'm going to pop, bro. Imagine. Julia standing tall at the end. Let's do it. Um, giving us Serena Deeb treatment is a good one. Will you do an Impact Under Siege review? Is that Saturday? Probably, yeah. Is Backlash Saturday too? I don't know. It might fall in victim to Backlash. I need to figure out the timings on that. Because I think I'm the... Jay Show is probably watching it. So, yeah, probably what happened is Jay Show and I will review that. And then to answer Andrew's question... Bobby, myself, and Oracle will probably do a back backlash review at some point. I'm I'm assuming, but um, we'll cover it in some form or fashion. Yeah, I want to see Ishii and Josh. So backlash is Sunday, okay? So we might do under siege, and then Monday we do backlash. All right, this is a great question, Joe. What was the ceiling of the lethal weapon, Steve Blackman? Had the Fed used him correctly? Oh, I think about this a lot. Great, great question. Um, I think the truth is, it is not a matter of whether they used him correctly or not. It is more a matter of what is Steve Blackman's ceiling if he was placed in the correct era, you know? Like, if Steve Blackman's around, like, the 70s and the 80s, like, he absolutely works in Oki at the Tokyo Dome, Right? Like, 100%, they do, like, a shooter match. And like, he knocks Bill out of kicks and stuff for a year, and then Anoki beats him in a 45-minute match after they draw they drew in the uh, they draw in the first match and go 60. I think his ceiling was maxed out in 1999 WBF, but I just think it's really important we kind of consider the time machine element of this, you know? Like, what does he do now? Is he in, like, blood sport now? Is he, like, wrestling Bonnet shit? I don't know, man. It's a podcast for a different day. I have to ask the Oracle one time, but great, great question. Great, great question. Is there any way Kenny isn't at Forbidden Door? He will be there, I think, physically. Whether he's resting, I think it's probably... It's, it seems like we're going to run it close on that, which is a real shame. But it does... It doesn't seem like particularly positive. Hopefully he's back tonight. I don't know nothing about Kenny Omega thing, but I haven't seen, um, you know, a huge degree... Of talk about it. someone said there is so I don't know but I I think there is a chance he's not wrestling I'd assume he's there regardless. You think Stu Grayson will be good for RH even though he'll be selling? Absolutely, I think he'd be great for the mid card of RH or any brand. Honestly, he's a very very good wrestler. Not sure if you talked about this, but on Dark last night, Tez just blurted out the Shibata was backstage and AEW show recently. Yeah, I read the tweet about it. Um, fucking rules. I mean. Shabbat is a legend. A lot of the guys that you saw on Dark, like he's he's um, students and stuff. So it's cool. I'd love to know what him and Taz talked about. Joe's reviewing tomorrow in order to craft his defense when Jeff and Bob pull a 7.23 or his victory lap for a 4.23. You know what? That isn't the reason, but I'm now decided that's the reason. Good call. Great call. What is the code man doing at the Fed pay? He's working Seth freaking Rollins. Jeff Hardy versus Sting at Dublin Nothing or sometime this year. I think you might get Jeff and Matt versus Darby and Sting. I kind of thought we were going to get that. I think we may circle back to it. Predictions for the Monster Ball match between PCO and Jonah. Probably PCO. There's talk Jonah's leaving the territory, so. I don't know. What's your fave so bad it's good match? The Monster Truck Battle, which isn't even a match, but your rules. Gonna pop huge when Colby beats Cody this weekend. Bro, they, there's no way. I mean, there's definitely a way, but they should not do that. I think we all agree on that. 
He did, yeah, Steve Blackman did kick the shit out of Shane. Factual. Um, Julia's going to miss Pillman and Griff. I'm going to pump my fist repeatedly. Fuck yeah. I wonder if Stu left because he felt like he was getting strong-armed into going to RH. There you go. Maybe. It'll be interesting. Like, the money, the thing is with that is it's impossible to know from the outside looking in and it hasn't been reported on yet. But, like, a disagreement on money can mean many, many things, right? It's a disagreement because someone wants more to fill a particular role or is it as simple as just here's the number I'm wanting, we ain't going that high. There's, there can be many factors where it could be cut and dry. It will be interesting if we find out at some point. Okay. There are allegations that I love Jonah, which I don't, I don't appreciate. Josh says, do you think AEW will do a pay-per-view over here? This year, Craven Cottage will be available for four weeks during the World Cup in November, December. The problem with that is, that's a good point. I didn't fall about the World Cup element. The weather is the problem, though, man, right? I mean, in London in fucking June is dangerous enough, but in November, December, good Lord. I don't know, man. I, I hope they do something here. Even if they can't do the summer for Craven College, which I actually thought they were going to, I was pretty confident they were going to. But that doesn't seem like it's coming, which is a real bummer. Um, I hope they're at least doing a ring the tour at the end of the year, you know? Feels like it could be a huge, huge market for them. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a shame. Um, they're doing Codeman and, Bra and Brandy versus Tyler Black and Seth at SummerSlam, right? I don't think so, no. <laughs> Report saw Stu and AEW can't agree on money. I imagine TK is adjusting the pay scale for guys re-upping. Yeah, look, and it is, you know, um, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, the guy's value has changed dramatically because the roster's got so much better, right? It's hard. I hope Jonah is going to New Japan to replace Farley's Bullet Club's heater. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, you know, I think, yeah, that's the, I think jo, like Jonah's he's a guy who gets both overrated and underrated at different times by different people. I've been guilty of both. Um, I definitely think he's shit will get over in Japan. He would have a good like he would have a nice run in New Japan, but in fact he may have already done stuff in no, I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I think he'll do good. You know, I some some of his work frustrates me a little bit, but he's definitely capable. Thought Stu was most likely a breakout in Dark Order. Shame. He's a hell of a wrestler. He sure is. Craven Cottage is a bit too shitty, is it not? I love it. It's the only Premier League stadium I've been to, but feel like AEW needs to have a bit shinier. Like, yes, everything you just said is true, but obviously <laughs> the, the major elephant in the room is that <laughs> it'll be a lot cheaper for Tony because <laughs> he doesn't have to, like... You know, he's just he, that's their that's their ground. But you're right. I do know that he told the Bucks that we're going to run this place one day as a wrestling show. So he fully intends to run Craven Cottage. Um, for better or worse, I agree. It probably will look like a shit on TV, but it's still Craven Cottage and still going to have like twenty, thirty thousand in there. I guess I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun. I mean, I haven't been there in some time. I'm told they have like new stands and shit. It used to be borderline archaic, to be honest. So you're not wrong. Um, Joseph, who do you think has a higher cage match rating, Jonah or Lex? Oh, Jonah for sure. Lexi never did PWG. Honestly, Jonah pretty shit out of higher rate. I mean, he's you know he's a lot more good matches than than Lexi all caps, but you know, 
But Lexi all caps discourse will change eventually. I've noticed the shift. I'm sure you have too, don't have that. But I just wait my time here. Bobby and I will be winning and grinning, brother. Winning and grinning. Yes, Nate, I think Jonah's intention is different in New Japan. Still left the company or is he just going to be on a paper appearance to it? It seems like he's left. Seems a lot more formal than what we got with, with Peter Avalon, but Sean did put in his report that um the door is open. So I, I kind of think that may get worked out. I don't know. All right. Folks, this has been the Dynamite preview. I said we're going to do five more minutes. We actually did 10. Okay? You owe me. Uh, well, not really, but you know. I'm going to be back tomorrow. I think, I think that we may review AEW Dynamite at a bold, innovative, game-changing time slot. Dare I say that we review it at like 9, 10 a.m. Eastern time? That'll be you know, 2, 3 p.m. here in Great Britain. Dare I say, don't look, that, that could be, I could just sleep. You know, it could not happen. But my intention is we're going to do it pretty early. I'm going to kind of get it locked in. Um, and then later that night, tomorrow night, that is backlash predictions. But we're going early. All right, it's probably going to be just me. In fact, it's definitely going to be just me. We're going to talk about Dynamite. It'll very much be in this format, so if you can show up, it'll be very much appreciated, so I just want to talk to you. But, um, yeah, it'll be very early. That's tomorrow. Enjoy Dynamite. Uh, it should be a fun show. I think it's a stack of shows we've got as of late, but it's still a good one. Don't know Martin and Ray Phoenix. Can't complain too much. As Jack says, Late Night Grin continues to influence the world. Folks, we really do appreciate the support. Phantom mentions it. Rampage, 10.30 here in Britain, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. That means that Late Night Grim will be on at 6.30 Eastern time, 11.30 for us Brits. Um, it is subtitled Evening News, the Evening News, which is a pop. And um, have a blast with tonight's show. We really do appreciate the support. Thanks for the super grins tonight. Thanks for all you guys do. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy year so far. Crazy year. And sometimes I'm going so quick that I lose sight of all that's going on, right? And it's like, you know, every once in a while I get a reminder of just like, we're doing okay here. And I'm very, very proud of the community we've built. And when people compliment us on it, it pops me because we kind of plucked into it, really. You guys just kind of stuck with me from the distraction, which I appreciate. Um, so we're doing okay. We're trying our best. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, and we're going to keep this thing rolling, man. We've got a long, long way to go. Both here, both on WrestleMania, all this shit I'm doing right now. We're in very, very early days. This month, we're going to do the AEW draft that I promised to you guys for last month. Jack couldn't do it. We're going to do it this month. Probably double or nothing week. It is double or nothing month. Then we've got Forbidden Door next month. There's a lot to look forward to. And every day that you guys pick us, whichever combination, whether it's me and Oracle, whether it's Oracle and Jay, or it's Shoot, Bobby, whoever, when you pick, choose us to spend your like wrestling fandom with, it actually is like beyond words how much that fucking rules because I know how many options there are. So you guys are the absolute best. I really, really do appreciate you all. Um, I'll see you tomorrow for the Dynamite Review. I'll see you for the Backlash predictions. I'll see you for the Retire the Rankings, which is on at 4 p.m. 
4.30 Eastern time this week. And then the world-famous Late Night Grin on latenightgrin.com. We appreciate you. We love you. In the meantime, enjoy this outro. All now.